open your mind and listen to new ideas. Point of View, every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mustard FM 89.6. Hello, dear listeners. It is Point of View, and today in the studio, Miguel, Federica, Sasha, and Sonia. We are going to talk about zoos, circuses, and animals in entertainment in general. A couple of days ago, girls and I went to Nirechaza Zoo, which is the most famous attraction of the town of Nirechaza. How did you like it, girls? Actually, I like it because it's big and not overcrowded you know what i mean there are many animals and uh, it looks like they are in a good condition but still it's my thought about all the zoos i think that many animals are suffering there but the zoo is good actually i think that i don't like so much zoos for this reason that you have just explained because i don't like that animals stay in a very little space and also people can see they are suffering but still they go in the zoo and see them suffering that's my opinion and also for example there is a siberian tiger there an amur tiger we read about him that he is like an owner of territory of 450 square kilometers yes well just imagine this kind of territory and he sits there in a small area surrounded by fence i think he's suffering i didn't visit the nirahasa zoo yet but uh, what do you mean sasha when you say that the animals some kind of animals they are suffering in in the zoo i mean that the size of their aviary is not enough for them because many animals like wolves tigers they have to have a big territory you know to run to spend their energy because it's their nature and also that big animals like elephants obviously it's not enough space for them yes and actually i think that uh, the elephants and uh, the bear as well were the animals that were suffering the most because for example the elephants weren't outside but uh, were in a little room actually and also i think that this environment this climate is not suitable for them meanwhile the zoo of nirichaza took europe's best zoo award in its category under 500,000 visitors a couple of years ago so it's the best zoo not only in hungary but in europe Mm-hmm. And we saw these conditions in which uh, poor animals have to survive. But I think it's again about every zoo, unfortunately. I've been to several zoos in different countries and the best thing I saw it wasn't even a zoo. It was uh, in Tenerife, Canarian Island, a place where animals could walk and uh, birds were flying by so themselves without cages or aviaries yes it's like nature reserve yes it's like safari something so it's different but if you go to the zoo you see this aviaries small territories everywhere unfortunately i don't remember the last time when i visited a zoo but 
Don't you think that is a good uh, way to preserve uh, some kind of a species in risk of extinction? That is one of the concerns, actually. There are some um, cases in which endangered species or almost extinct species were saved by zoologists in zoo. For example, Przewalski's horse. It is only one wild horse. Zoologists managed to save it. And now this horse is being slowly reintroduced to its natural habitat. But, as I have also read, it is quite difficult to introduce the animals to release them back to their natural habitat after they were brought up in zoo. Sorry, Sonia, can you tell me why this uh, kind of uh, species of horse was going in extinction? I don't know. I think there are many factors, like maybe illegal extermination, maybe because of climate change, I don't know, maybe because uh, of some genetical problems, or maybe it's just, you know, natural selection. I don't know about this special case, but in many cases it's because the human being is destroying the habitat, the area where these animals are living. Yes, that's what I mean. It's very funny that uh, actually the human being uh, is destroying uh, the environment uh, and uh, the animal species as well and uh, he tried to fix uh, creating uh, zoos in um. order to save a species initially zoos were only a way to entertain people and to display captivated species who were often found in africa asia and brought for the pleasure of europeans to the old world i think the zoos became popular in 19th century when zoology wasn't still so well developed and it was again kind of a way to develop this science. So, yes, I understand this discrepancy, this controversy. That is the question whether we in the 21st century can have zoos or we have to fight zoos. Maybe it's the perfect way to fix the human conscience about, as Federica said before, the human being is destroying this uh, environment, but at the same time is trying to save this animal but i don't i don't think that honestly they are trying to save uh, this species of animal on the other hand they are trying to earn money proportionating that kind of entertainment to the population obviously some wants to earn money but uh, these are not the same people who kill animals and who help them the problem is this speciesism do you know what it means no no. It's a kind of discrimination towards uh, one species. For example, in this case, in the case with animals, obviously humans, discrimination towards animals because we treat them like uh, undeveloped creatures and perceive us as some, you know, higher developed being of a higher value. Actually, I couldn't understand your position about uh, zoos. Any kind of generalization doesn't help us to find the truth because I think everywhere there are some good things. And But what I saw in Nirit Zoo made me think whether I really want to see, I personally want to see these animals. Because obviously I would never be able to see them in wildlife. But is it worth to keep them in cages in order for us to entertain? On the other hand, there are some cases that show us that actually sometimes zoologists do their best to save nature because obviously Przewalski's horse is not the only example of this salvation of species. Yeah, but I told you before about that Siberian tiger that is in Nirej Hazazu and he is also in a red book of wildlife. He's on the edge of extinction 
And I don't think that the conditions he lives in is suitable for him, if you know what I mean. I think that the best way to deal with these two topics, like is it entertaining or we are trying to save animals, I think the best option would be to, for example, keep the animals that were naturally born in this climate, maybe in the zoo, to help them to stay alive and uh, don't take African animals to Europe because it's not the best climate for them or Asian or Australian or polar bear for example yes he was very sad and unhappy I didn't see water because he you know he swims to make himself colder because obviously that weather was too warm for him are there polar bears in Nirakasasu? Yes, there is a polar bear. Wow. <laughs> and he lives in open air aviary. Yes, that's what I mean. I think that uh, is not his place and uh, there are not the best conditions where to live for a polar bear, an elephant as well, but also for snakes and uh, all the animals that are not supposed to live in Europe. I think with the case of snakes, they live in terrariums and actually it's much easier to hold the temperature on the level that is more comfortable for them. I don't really know whether snakes suffer being trapped in a cage. Maybe they don't like when children come and knock in the glasses, obviously, who would like this? No, exactly. It's not the best condition for animals in general. Maybe as Sasha talking before, I think that there is a other problem with the size of this every, but we are not able to see this problem that is uh, psychological. Maybe these animals are suffering some kind of stress or I don't know. Yes, there are some cases in history when some monkeys went mad and had mental issues because of being in captivity. I've read uh, many cases about uh, mutilations between animals and case of cannibalism between monkeys for example yeah when they are living in this uh, cage and in the Nirikaza zoo i saw a shocking picture of orangutans eating their vomit and uh, actually it was really really shocking for us yes later i tried to google it so people say that some animals eat their vomit and feces because of boredom in normal life, in their wildlife, they climb trees, they just look for food, they don't have time to eat their own stuff, you know. <laughs> and here in the zoo, they just go crazy, go mad because of boredom, because of captivity, and so they expose this unnatural behavior. Actually, always about zoos, I think that um, it's not the best environment also because of other problems like... Uh, low hygiene and there are not the right equipments and also because of their size they require for some equipments and uh, I think that uh, it's like something unfair to take animals in zoos. I want to say that Niritaza Zoo is not the worst zoo. It is the best zoo. <laughs> it is the <laughs> best zoo in Europe, yes. And uh, for example, comparing it to a zoo in Moscow, because uh, there is a, a big zoo in Moscow, and it is in a very city center of megapolis. 
just imagine traffic jam all around the zoo, always from very morning to very night, pollution, very small cages and aviaries of the animals. And uh, the territory of the zoo is very small. So comparing Moscow Zoo to Niretaza Zoo, Niretaza Zoo is good because it's in the park, uh, surrounded by trees. But still, of course, zoo is not the best place for animals. Yes, that's what I mean. Okay, it's not in the very center of the city, but anyway, it's not their environment. And I don't think that um, so much contact with people it's good for this kind of animals that uh, were used to live in other environments without people maybe they were brought up in zoos i think the most of animals who live in zoos were born in zoos but anyway yes it is their instinct to run and to attack it is normal yeah yeah in score the zoo is not a humanistic idea obviously Maybe it's a stupid question, but I don't know what happened, for example, in Nirahasa Zoo when, with some kind of uh, tropical animals, because now it's spring, but in winter where the temperature is uh, very, very low. They keep them inside, I think. Uh, inside, but I think that in a smaller Yes, in a very small, yeah. Yes, obviously, I don't think they organize a flight to tropics to find the rest for them. Not only it is um, bad for animals because of their mental condition, because of their sufferings, but it is also very dangerous for them because of a high risk of death. I've read about the Dublin Zoo that they like, literally killed. I mean, they didn't care too much about some animals and... 109 animals died in the zoo during two years. Three antelopes, three penguins, two monkeys, two giraffes, two dogs, wild dogs, two tortoises. A panda, who is a d endangered species. Where was it? In Dublin. Oh, really? Yes, and it's Europe. It's so, I just, I don't know, um, I cannot listen to this information without emotions. It's crazy, right? More than 100 animals. Yes, especially for the one who has animals like me, you, Sonia, and Sasha. We have uh, a dog. You have a cat. So, I think... Uh, it actually, it is another question because we also keep them in captivity. <laughs> But they are like gods to us, right? And this is another example and demonstration of speciesism. When we kill cows, when we keep lions in zoo, and we pet and we cherish our dogs and cats. Maybe it's different because you don't earn money suppose your cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the point. That's right. Yes, and actually, I think that uh, personally, but I think you the same, Sasha, we walk with our dogs and we let the dogs have a lot of space outside home. Yes, of course. When I uh, go for a walk with my dog, I spend like pretty much time walking because I know that a dog needs to spend energy to feel the freedom, even sometimes. The thing is that our dogs, they're like pets. They will not survive or they will, but for them it's very, very difficult. And by now it's not a natural way of living. They will not survive on the street. 
I remember a famous case in Cincinnati three years ago, but was a case of irresponsibility for a family because the parents leave a little child alone and this child fell into the habitat of a gorilla. Oh my God. The gorilla calls a harambe and this animal doesn't try to do anything with this uh, child, but the authorities of the zoo have to kill them Gorilla? in this moment. Oh, I literally feel cold on my back right now. I think zoos teach humans that it is acceptable, that it's good to interfere with animals. This one, this is one of the examples when people, uh, because of their responsibility, the reason of the death of poor animal. Oh my God, that is a crazy story. But I think that responsibility is is only for the parents of this child because the authorities yes. they don't have any other choice yes this, this animal only with his finger could kill this child even if he don't want to kill them. yes because people perceive it as an entertainment they don't care do you know if they were punished in a way if uh, there was a criminal case against them or something i don't know i don't remember the case okay Guys, what do you think? Uh, is there still a point to have zoos in our time? No. For me, not for sure. I think that we must change the concept of zoo. It should be, it should keep the idea of saving species, but not the idea of entertaining people um, by seeing these animals and keeping them in their, in not, in not their natural habitat. Yes, habitation. Right. I completely agree with Sasha. But actually, I think that the aim, the first aim of the zoo is to let people see other species that otherwise you uh, you couldn't see. But, you know, what's the price for it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I think that uh, people who manage zoos don't have the real aim to save species. They only want to earn money making a show with animals. Even if they have any benevolent idea, it still becomes an entertainment. And one of the examples of animals being an entertainment. I think that, um, okay, zoo is one, is one thing we can not justify, but we can say that maybe they are saving species. They spend some money on saving species, for example. But still, there are many things which becomes like entertainment for people with animals and they're very rude and very dangerous for animals. Like circus, you mean? Yeah, like circus or um, Miguel. Or um, bullfighting? Yes. You f you mean famous Corrida? Corrida, yes. <laughs> I have never seen Corrida and no. maybe only on video, but it is very disturbing, very violent. Have you been to Carrida? Yes, three or four times. Actually, uh, the last year when I was working in a little town in the region of Seville, I have to work taking pictures in many <laughs> Corridas. Don't you felt uh, disturbed? Not too much because, I don't know, I spent a lot of time since I was a child uh, watching these spectacles with uh, my grandparents, for example. Um, for me, it's not something new. It's terrible that uh, I am I'm saying, but uh, maybe it's, it's something normal for me. But actually, I remember from 
on arrival training that Christian told that uh, there are mm, are not so common anymore this kind of shows uh, with bulls mm, just to <coughs> explain to our listeners Christian is is from Canarian Island and Miguel is from Andalusia Andalusia but it's true that uh, Christian said because in the last years maybe the situation is uh, changing maybe the population is more conscious about the cruelty against animals but anyways uh, there are a lot of uh, spectacles like uh, like that but you only have to go to the small town to the small village in the in the countryside and it's very typical to see this uh, to watch these corridors you said you went to see it as a child what do you think did it somehow influence was there some impact on your psychological condition when you were a child to see how living creature is killed what do you think i think that i'm okay today <laughs> i don't have any psychological problem problem for that i'm not sure <laughs> but do they kill do they kill them do they kill bulls the idea is to kill yeah because matador means the one who kills, right? Yes. But do they still kill them? The problem is not to kill the bull. The problem is that the uh, corridas is around two hours of spectacle. And mm-hmm. in these two hours, the toreador and other people have to provoke the suffering to the, to the bull. They have to stab the bull many times. They have to keep running the bulls in the square. And in the end, they have to finish killing the the animal. Do they still kill the bull? I'm sorry to repeat the question because I just don't understand. Is it still it still it ends with a death of bull now nowadays? In Spain, yes. In, in many other countries, in France too. No, no, in Spain. Yeah. Yes. Now, in 21st century, yes, uh, yes. in Spain, in a country. Which is a part of European Union. Yes, but I repeat, in Portugal, in France, in Mexico. Do you think that uh, these corridas now are not so popular anymore, but for the consciousness of people or because of, uh, I mean, they are losing their popularity anyway, but not because of consciousness? No, I think that is is for both reasons. It's possible that in in the past, two decades, three decades ago, bullfighting w- is a uh, was more more popular in Spain. Maybe they have more supporters. That's not uh, today. But for example, in this case, I think that the uh, the only region of Spain that forbid the bullfighting is Catalonia. Um, Barcelona, the first city where it's impossible to make this spectacle. Yeah, but they don't even think they are Spanish. But that is my point. I'm not sure if it's a decision provoked for this uh, aim to protect animals or it's a decision to keep difference between yes. Catalonia. We are different to Spain. We are more modern. We live right. in the 21st century. And my opinion, I think that is only for propaganda. Might be. Uh, what do you think? As Sasha had concerns and was really surprised to know that steel bulls are killed in the end of the performance. Do you think if there was 
ban on uh, the killing of um, bull during the corrida, but would it be still okay to have this kind of entertainment, like to make the bull run, to exhaust it, but not kill in the end? To stop several yes. times the bull. I don't think that the main problem is to kill the bull at the end. Is all the other time making suffering to this animal. Yeah, right. So I suppose that you are against this kind of practice. I'm against to this kind of practice. But you have to understand that my two families, my mother and my father families, they are supporters for this uh, performance. And for example, my father wanted to want to my little brother where was a bull fighting and he want to join my brother to a school for learn that but my brother is not as stupid and <laughs> he knows what used to happen when you put your body in front of a 600 kilos animal my god that's crazy but there there are some special kind of there's some special kind of schools for toreadors yes, yes, yes. Like an uh, academia. Oh my god. So you also take a, like a certification to do this kind of practice? Mm -hmm. But why Spain, that is a so developed country about rights and not only human rights, let that uh, this practice is still alive? It's also my question and that's why I was so surprised. Why this practice is still alive? Is the question? Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, we know Spain is a very developed country in some topics like human rights, but not only human rights. And I ask myself why in Spain there is still uh, this kind of practice that is totally cruel. Inhumanistic. But maybe Spain is not the country that you imagined before. Maybe it's just a part of culture you really want to keep? Maybe for many people, yes. Is that the reason? But is there any civil movement against this? And in favor, too. And in favor? Oh my God. Really? Yeah. So it's like two groups of people who are fighting for keeping well. or abandon this habit? Not habit, but tradition? I think that is more a historical reason from the Spanish Civil War. I think that there are two different Spains fighting since this year until nowadays. And it's a, not only political or social, it's a more complicated to, to describe. For example, in two weeks we have a presidential elections in Spain. And it's the first uh, time when an uh, extreme right party has the possibility to introduce in the in the parliament. Mm. And this party do a very hard defense of uh, corridas. Um, many of the new politicals in this uh, party, they are bullfighters. Oh, really? Yeah. This, this is so, it's so representative. Mm. I mean, those who hate animals, obviously they hate people as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But do they have many supporters? From, for corridas? No, no. Do they have that party? Do they have many supporters from surprisingly, people? Surprisingly, yes. For example, a few months ago was the elections in my region, in Andalusia. The only party that government in this region since the beginning of the democracy was the Socialist Party. 
but mm -hmm. in these last elections, this new party that I'm talking keep uh, around a million votes. Out of how many? Four million. Oh my that God! And for this reason, that is the first time that uh, we have a change of government in, in Andalusia. And I think that the situation is in Spain is even worse. But it's normal if you look the situation in other countries in Europe, it's not different in Spain. I mean, maybe Spain is not the country that uh, I have to repeat. Maybe it's more complicated to, to understand. It's not only about uh, human rights or other thing that you said, Federica, maybe there is a deep, deep Spain that is very dangerous. Yes, but the majority of people are uh, or not against. I think that the majority of people in Spain are against, are against uh, bullfighters. For example, we are talking about is, if it's possible to forbid uh, this practice. In history, uh, I think that uh, since uh, the 6th century, 16th century, we have uh, corridas in, in Spain and the first people who want to forbid uh, this uh, performance was the the Roman church, the popes. They were they were the first to want to forbid this. Mm -hmm. But it's not uh, for uh, protect the animals. No, it is only for um, tensions between uh, Spain and Pontifician state in this moment. But for me, it's more important uh, if I want to finish talking about that. Because in the period of Second Republic in Spain, in 1930s, in this period, a lot of, a lot of intellectuals, they were completely in favor of corridas, And for, for example, any of the Federico García Lorca. Really, was he? He uh, wrote uh, maybe the right. more important elegy in uh, in Spanish to uh, the death of a bullfighter, Alejandro Sánchez Mejías. Mm -hmm. And this guy, Alejandro Sánchez Mejías, was the supporter of the the patron. He used to give money. To, this, to all these poets of the generation of 27, like Federico García Lorca, Rafael Alberti, who, mm -hmm. any others. And I cannot imagine nowadays mm, the animalistic people in Spain that who know that fact, or maybe I cannot imagine these people saying something against uh, Federico García Lorca, but Lorca loves uh, bullfighting, for example. But yes, again, I think uh, in almost 90 years, 80, 90 years, yes. things changed. Our, I think uh, the humanism developed, especially after the Second World War. We started to think about people and now about animals. So now we expect people to be more con concerned and more considerate. Maybe in other countries, but uh, we live in a fascist uh, dictator uh, until... 1970s, so maybe the process right. is slow in, in my country. This is the point of view. <laughs> <laughs> But we have other things to talk about, and Sasha, do you want to say something <laughs> about? <laughs> <coughs> do you want to say something about uh, circus? <laughs> Sasha still is 
shocked about the, the declaration of uh, Miguel about uh, corridas and bullfightings. Yes. I have a sorry, Sacha, but I have a other example, maybe more more shocking for you because the torture against bulls is not only in corridas in Spain, because in many fairs in a small village, the people used to put uh, fires in the horns of the bulls and stop to making running. I don't know, it's a disaster. Here, people in the studio can see the the face of uh, Sasha, that who is gonna crying, but actually, uh, yes, it's really disturbing. I have to say that really disturbing, Miguel. I don't know how how it it is possible that nowadays uh, are allowed this kind of practices. Uh, judging on your love, Miguel, I think still. You had there was some impact impact on you when you went to Corrida when you were a child. <laughs> and by the way, um, when you, very popular place for children is circus, which is also a place where animals are tortured in order to entertain people. Still, yes, actually, I'm still trying to recover from everything I've heard right now because I was thinking about um, talking about circus, but now I see that uh, there are things that are actually much more rude than circus, but still, I think that circus is a place where animals really suffering, and uh, I feel kind of ashamed that, I mean, in my country when I was uh, a child, it wasn't considered like something not normal to go to circus, and still... It's not considered to be something not normal, though often we receive news about animals that they are tortured to learn these tricks and things that entertain us and people and children laugh at this, I don't know, bear riding a bicycle. But actually, if we think about the price these animals have to pay for your laugh, it's just... I, I don't know, it's just... I cannot continue. And it is crazy to bring a child who doesn't yet have any understanding of moral standards, of morality, to bring it to the place where living creatures are tortured. Yeah, bears in the stupid costumes, dogs who have to count, tigers who have to serve people and jump in the burning ring... Yes, and actually, do you know that brothers Zapashny? Sure. They are very famous trainers of predators, also sons of another famous trainer, so it's a dynasty, mm-hmm. circus dynasty, as we say. I have an image in my mind, but maybe, maybe I am wrong, but uh, in the Simpsons, there are two tiger trainers, maybe it's a parody of uh, these guys. They are twins? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because they are very famous and they are very popular. They are celebrities. In Russia, you can see them anywhere on TV. And me personally, I don't like that picture of them because we know the price. We discussed zoos before, but now this kind of entertainments, I think it's even worse than zoos. And uh, 
I don't know, they punish these animals even with uh, electricity or some devices. So we know these cases. How can you go there? So I don't go to circus with animals and I will never support them with my money buying tickets mm-hmm. and I try to talk about it because I think it's a very important topic. I'm sorry because unlike clowns for example these animals are not paid and they cannot escape in any moment. Yes. They are just completely used as objects. But actually I don't know if you know what is it the Cirque du Soleil? Uh, of course. Sure. Yes. It's a different thing. It's yeah. a different uh, kind of circus because uh, doesn't use animals animals are not present at all in this kind of circus because it's dedicated only to mimes, acrobatics and jugglings and it's a very different concept and uh, I think it's like a movement against the, that first kind of circus. Yeah, it's art, it's a performance, it's a different type of thing and you don't support animal torture with your money, yeah. But it's a completely different form of art, not like animal circus. Yes. I think that there is a problem because the children, he or she never thinks about how many payments suffer in the animals. But it's the problem of the family. Yes, but it's like your case when you were brought to Carida being a very of course, of course. young yes. child. Yes, I think it's a problem not just of the family, but also of the culture. Because if in your culture, in your country, it's considered to be okay, when your family consider it to be okay, and then you perceive this and you think it's okay. But when I grew up, I told you I went to that circus like, maybe two times during my childhood. But now I will never go there. And I hope my friends who has children will never bring them to that kind of circus. Or maybe sometimes it's not about children uh, don't understand uh, the suffering, the pain of animals, because uh, sometimes children feel like a connection with animals. We know that every child knows animals. But as you told uh, It's about family, it's about society and what they tell you about this pain and uh, this cruelty because maybe they try to justify that practice. I think they try to hide this kind of information from the people, not to tell about this dark part of this so-called art, but I cannot say it's art, it's torture. Here I want to mention some countries and in these countries circus with animals is forbidden completely. I will name some European countries because we are in Europe, obviously. I hope someday Russia will be part of this list. So circus with animals fully, completely forbidden on the all the territory of the state in Austria, and Austria was one of the first countries where it was forbidden. It's Bosnia and Herzegovina. It's, what do you think next? Not Russia. Sweden? Italy? Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Yes, you're right. There is Italy on this list. There is Sweden on this list. Also, there is Hungary in this list. It's Great Britain, Greece, Denmark... Cyprus, Malta, 
the Netherlands, Slovenia, Romania, Croatia, Czech Republic, Finland and Estonia. Basically in whole Europe, but uh, didn't you mention France? No, because as Miguel told us before, even in France they have corridas sometimes. It's not the, the same case, no? One thing is corrida and other different is circus. No? But if you let people kill one kind of animals, okay, it means okay. that you let them have circus. I think that's just because of it. Yeah, but there are some countries where they have local laws. I just mentioned them because it's not for the whole state, but local still. It's Belgium, Germany, Ireland, Spain, Madrid forbidden the circus with animals. It's also Norway, Poland, Portugal and Ukraine and Estonia. In Norway, it's not prohibited. Norway. In Norway, it is prohibited, but locally. Because in Tromsø, the name of the place, they've decided not to use wild animals and exotic animals for shows and other types of, you know, circuses. So it's about Europe. But actually, I have a question for you girls. What is the position of Russian people? I mean, in your country, it's not forbidden to have circus. But what is the majority opinion about this kind of practice? Are you animalist? It's a difficult question, actually, because uh, there are many movements, civil movements for animals' rights, but... It's not the main topic of modern Russia, I would say. Because even for pets, they are still fighting for proper laws to defend them. Because you can see often on news that um, pets experienced violence from their so-called owners. And actually there is no base, no laws to protect them. What can we say about circus? But some people are really fighting that i have a question for for you for i don't know about the uh, russia situation but do you have uh, all the kind of spectacles in russia like uh, corridas for example i mean uh, that make a lot of pain uh, against animals or something like that i think legally no legally no but yeah, like circus is the most violent thing but also we have these delphinariums do you have them where it's um, Like circus, but with dolphins and uh, sea animals. I know there is some that think in Tenerife, for example. I don't know, maybe not now, but yeah, I've been to one. I think uh, they have it in many, many countries. And Yes, you know, if the authorities don't even care about the people who will care about animals, it's the next step. <laughs> and this thing about delphinariums also, actually, I think that makes me feel kind of ashamed because I went there I mm, me too. like dolphins and then I realized and then I read an article that dolphins are really suffering and I learned about a practice that exists from 70s of the previous century that there are some rehabilitation rehabs for dolphins for those who served in dolphinariums and uh, who were filming in the movies. And one uh, group of animal 
carers. They want to build this kind of rehab in Russia, in Sochi. And they tried to run a fundraising campaign, but I'm not sure if it was successful because they really needed a lot of money and not many people donated them. The name of that center is Delpha. Maybe some, I don't know, someone would like to uh, contribute into this. And from them, I learned a story about this dolphins rehab. And you know what? One of the first person who started to create this rehab practice for dolphins was Richard O'Barry. And he used to be a trainer of Flipper. The dolphin. Mm-hmm. You know that movie, that film? Yes, yes, I remember. Oh my God, and he realized that he was the source of Yeah, yeah, pain? Just, just wait for it. After Flipper was released, everybody wanted to have a dolphin as a pet or to swim with a dolphin or to kiss, to hug dolphin and etc, etc. Because Flipper is very cute, you know. And um, that's how the industry of exploitation of dolphins was born, actually. And after the filming process of Flipper was finished, Dolphin, her name was Katty, the one who played the role of Flipper, she committed suicide right in front of Richard Obari, in front of her trainer. That's how he realized that actually... It's not okay, and they suffer a lot. That's terrible, but how could him recognize that was a suicide? He said that she she drowned, so she just went down the water. And she never goes out the water, no? Yes. I think it's terrible, and um, it's not just about circuses, dolphinariums, but also that things like if you go to Africa, you can ride a camel. If you go to Asia, you can ride, for example, in Thailand, you can ride an elephant. And it's so much fun. You ride an elephant. It's so big and it carries you. But you don't realize that actually these animals are suffering a lot. They are working and they don't have a proper care. And I don't know, when you realize it, you don't want to be a part of this industry anymore. You don't want to go there to spend your money to support these kind of things. I think talking about tourism, for example, and talking about communicating with animals, let's call it, to see different species of animals, it's much better to become a volunteer. For example, in this rehab center for dolphins, they really try to save dolphins. You can become a volunteer and spend some period of your summer, I don't know, doing a good thing. And actually there are a lot of volunteering projects like our project Mm -hmm. that are dedicated not only to environment but also for animals. And you go and help to take care of animals that are not only pets but selvatic animals and other species. Yes, and for example, I know I've been to Thailand. I I mentioned Thailand before in a bad way, like an exploitation of elephants. Yes, obviously. But I was impressed by the center of saving sea turtles. They have in 
Phuket Island. And actually, they are the only country all across the Southeast Asia who saves turtles because in other countries it's considered to be um, tasty food. Have you talked about Thailand? I have a point of view about Thailand. Mm -hmm. Because like uh, Sonia said uh, before, how was uh, something like uh, there was, that is the next step to take care about animals? Something like that. In yes. I think that in Thailand they have a big problem with uh, people. <laughs> I mean, do you know how many chais are prostitutes body in, <laughs> in the streets of Bangkok? I think that maybe that is a principal problem or more, more important problem. that uh, they care about animals. That obviously maybe they take care about both problems, but... But actually, there are many volunteering projects in Thailand. You can Google it and you will find a shelter or a rescue center or something. And you could, can go there as, as a European or from any other country. And you can help there. Really, a lot of projects in Southeast Asia. I think volunteers are very good people. And actually, the world is developing thanks to volunteers. But still, if there is no support from the authorities, from those who hold the power, it is very difficult to fight the discrimination towards human, towards animals as well. Yes, sure. But obviously, nothing is black and white. So there are both good people and those who actually don't care, unfortunately. But thankfully to many activists, if you cannot volunteer, you can participate in donations. Like you can donate money. Like Sasha mentioned this center for dolphins rehabilitation. And also there are some funds that fight those fight circuses. If you see some petition in the internet, it's not really difficult to sign it if we care about animals, right? Yeah. And also this, I want to just to add a little bit that this volunteering thing could be for you not just like my commitment I will become a volunteer oh so much pressure on me but a part of kind of responsible tourism I would say if you want to go to Asia don't ride an elephant but at least go to that turtle saving center and I don't know ask what help do they need and you will see these wild animals and you can help them yes yeah, a little contribution from everyone Yes. So, can you be a volunteer also if you are a tourist? Yes, I think, I mean, all these projects, you choose the period of your participation. No, 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 okay, but I mean, can you be a volunteer even if you are only a tourist and not to participate in the whole project? But I think that it would be nice to change the concept of tourism because also tourists damage nature a lot. But maybe it's not the topic for this program. But I want to say that if you change your concept of traveling, you could bring more useful things to Yes, that's nature. what I mean. Instead of... Being uh, the classical tourist, yeah. you can participate uh, and be a volunteer. Yes. That's correct? Yes, yes, that's what I mean. And for example, you can spend one week working for that center and then you can spend one week traveling across the country, you know. And I think it's the best way also for travelers because 
you not only see the sightseeings and some basic stuff, but also you communicate with locals and probably the best of locals because they don't just leave, but they try to contribute into society. Yes, exactly. I just wanted to add that is the best way to know locals and their mentality, their tradition. They can help you to discover their country and their city as well. Yes, meet new friends. Yeah, so anyway, the, we are responsible for animals, but let's not forget that they are not worse. We are not of higher value towards them. We are equal. Yes, of course. We are equals. Of course, as Miguel told, uh, there are some problems that are more urgent, like child prostitution and uh, other serious problem, humanity problem. I totally agree, but I think, yes, we can manage all together. Oh, yeah, ste step by step. Yeah, but for me, it's my personal opinion, but for me, it's more important uh, any problems that concern to the human being than for the animals. But of course, in an advanced uh, society, uh, we don't have any excuse to put finish to any cruel act against animals. The case of my country is being we don't have any excuse to put finish to corridas. Yeah. Yeah, and I also wanted to add that not often it's like that. For example, I've been to Georgia and the country is very poor, but there are a lot of wild, not wild dogs, but stray dogs, those who live on the streets. But almost all of them wear this, you know, beige mm. in the ear, which means that the dog was sterilized and had proper injections to protect from, you know, viruses and diseases and it's about humanity right. I think yes. and these dogs are very thin yes they don't eat too much the country is poor people don't live very good mm -hmm. but still they they do it they don't kill these dogs uh, <laughs> like in Cyprus they sterilize cats and cats are wild but fed in just hotels and monasteries but they cannot breed Yes, it's humanity. Yes, it's mm. humanity. Have you seen any stray dogs in Hungary? Just no, to... actually, even no. maybe only one or a couple of cats. I don't know how is the situation, but I've never seen uh, any stray dogs. Um, um, it's very common in my country to see in all yeah. the streets. But it makes to think that they know how to deal with it. Not in Greece, they have a lot of stray dogs and cats as well. So I think uh, stray animals could be a topic for another point of view or another program. Thank you for this discussion. Today we've talked about maltreatment of animals in zoos, in circuses, and also the usage of the animals as a source of entertainment, like in bullfights in Spain. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Sonia. Goodbye. Thank you, Sonia. Bye-bye. Thank you. And take care of animals, please. And thank you, listeners. And thank you, mom. And <laughs> <laughs> have a nice day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. The day for Point of View is always the same. Every Thursday from 10 to 12 on Mushtar FM 89.6.